Hey y'all, this is Michelle Yaboa. Welcome to episode three of Choosing Joy. Today we're going to talk about community and the importance of having people who inspire you, keep you accountable, and help you grow. We are relational beings, so it's only normal that community contributes to our sense of belonging and joy. I'm happy to introduce my first guest on this podcast, and his name is Alan Yaboa. He's my twin brother. Alan is not only my twin, but he's an amazing friend and has played an instrumental role in my community over the years. Welcome, Alan. Hey, Michelle. Community is so important. I see these as social circles and groups made up of people we spend time with every day. Colleagues, family, sports teams, schools and friends. And not just BFFs, I'm talking about the wider circle of of people you interact with day in and day out. How would you describe community? I think you've touched on a lot of things of what community is. And I'd also add that from my perspective, community is like family. It's an invitation to create friendships, to be real with people. And those people don't necessarily need to be like you. I like that. I think that there's so much greatness in diversity. Um, And even when I look at my group of friends, everyone in it is so different. You see different races, you see different ages, you see men and women coming from different backgrounds it just creates for such a rich basis on which to to learn from other people and to to grow from that yeah people often say that you grow the most out of your comfort zone when you're in relationship with people that aren't like you and that thing differently you're sort of challenged and you're challenged to grow and not to see the world in black and white but to actually see that okay there's a bit of gray here what do i believe what do i value And I think you touched on a really important point, Alan, is that some relationships grow us and some relationships grow us less. In life, we've all had to take inventory of our relationships one way or another. We've had to identify the positive and the negative influences in our lives and let go of certain friendships. Alan, do you recall a time you've had to do this and the outcome of that decision? I remember that when I was in uh, freshman year at university in DC, one of my mentors told me, you know, Alan in life, there's people that are going to subtract from you and there's people that are going to add to you. And so you want to make sure that that equation is going to end up in the positive. And that's something that I really... That's good. That's a good word. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And it's something that really stuck with me and something that I've tried to live out more intentionally every day. How it looks like is that essentially I have an outer circle and an inner circle. And my outer circle are friends that I've made in specific contexts, like university or work or church or volunteer groups. But the people that I really go deeper with are people that are in my inner circle. Life is too short and each person is too unique for us to basically not pay attention to our relationships. And it doesn't mean, by the way, that people in our inner circle aren't going to challenge us. Those are people that we're real with. And so they're going to be real with us and call us out. But the difference is that those people care about us. They want to see us be the best versions of ourselves. They want to see us become everything that God created us to be. They have our best interests at heart. And so people in our inner circle can help us grow in a positive way. And even just on that, if I look at the people I surrounded myself with in high school and college, that groups look so different now. When I look at the people who surround me now, these are people who actually make me better. They inspire me and I can be myself around these people. So I 
I would want that for you, Ellen. I would want that for um, anybody who's listening to this today. It's, it's worth investing in that kind of community. What's clear is that we all need community. And so when we talk about introverts and extroverts, we see that some find it easier than others to find their place in communities and also to play an active part in it. What's your point of view on that? Everyone needs community. Whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, it's really important to realize that life is meant to be shared. And there's so many things that we can do to start building community. For example, there are three really simple questions that we can ask others just to get started on that journey. How are you? Yeah, that's a good place to start, right? The basics. The basics. How are you doing? We're not just going through the motions, so really connecting with people. And then the next question is, what are you up to? What's new in your life? What are you working on now? And the third question is trying to build this bridge. So how can I help you? How can we move forward together? I think those three questions can start opening greater community. I really like the last question, actually, because it forces you to go the extra mile. It's not just, hey, how are you? Good or like not so good, right? And then you walk away. This is like a... How do we build this relationship a little bit further? Exactly. How can I help you? How can we connect? Yeah. There's amazing things to be experienced in community. And so whether you're someone who has five friends or you're someone who has a hundred friends, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, does it? It's, It's about quality over quantity. It's so important. If you have a smaller community of people who are are growing you, who you can be yourself around, who you love to spend time with, that's that's amazing. That's gold. It is. It's really a gift. And I'd also like to recognize that there's a time to be alone and there's a time to be in community. And I think it's really important to recognize that. I totally see what you mean with that. I consider myself to be an extroverted introvert, right? Uh, so <laughs> I like to, you know, be energized being around other people. And, and I love that. But there's also times when I just need to go home, close the door, and just be by myself, recharge, and then I feel better when I can come out on the other end. Yeah. So I want to speak to people who feel like they don't have community. It doesn't always depend on whether you're an extrovert or not. Sometimes it's just life circumstances. You've moved or you've started a new job or you've started in a new school. It's just you're in a place in life where you're starting things on a fresh page. And so what are some words that you have for someone who finds themselves in that situation? My advice is to be proactive. Don't withdraw from community. Don't shy away from meeting up with other people. Go back to the drawing board and ask yourself, what are your interest areas? What are some things that you can do on your end to identify the sorts of communities that you want to join? And then once you do show up, Don't run away, stick around, talk to people, ask how they are, and just be real and commit to it. It's not just about a one-time effort. Community is really a lifelong journey. Be present, be authentic, and just be real and let that relationship develop over time. And I guarantee you, you won't regret it. Is community easy? No, it's not, but it's worth it in the end. I, I love that answer. That's, that's really great. You've touched upon so many things. And I think one that I also want to reiterate is about turning up, right? Relationship is not a two-minute meal in the microwave. It's, <laughs> it's something you put in the crock pot and it's in there for like a good four hours. And then at the end of the day, you end up with a really great stew, you know? 
relationships are built over time. Community is built over time. And so something you need to do is to keep showing up. I still remember when um, I moved to New York City. This was about eight years ago. And I didn't really know that many people. I had a few friends from college who had moved there, but I was basically starting afresh. Starting new is, is a little bit awkward sometimes, right? You're like, okay, where do I fit in? What do I do? And so I found myself not only reconnecting with um, previous circles, but also investing in um, what's coming and, and what's new. I still remember my faith community and, and my church in New York City, Hillsong, was one of the first places where I told myself that I was going to invest in that space because I really valued what that community was bringing to me and was bringing to the city. I joined a volunteer team and I ended up joining a connect group and I just showed up every single week. Every Sunday I was there volunteering. Even though everyone started out as strangers, I would just keep showing up. And those acquaintances turned into lifelong friendships. One of my best friends to date, I was a bridesmaid in her wedding and we met at Connect Group. And so it's just crazy to see the beautiful things that can come out of investing your time and sticking to something for a while. Relationships just like communities are plants that need to be watered, right? Yeah. If you don't water the plant, it's not going to be a plant for very long, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so that's definitely something I I would reiterate. So to keep showing up, to be proactive, that does not hurt at all, right? To pick up the phone, to put yourself out there. I think all those things are very important. And I just also want to leave you with those words that it's not too late. It doesn't matter whether you're a 16-year-old listening to this right now or a 35-year-old listening to this right now or older or younger, anything in between. It's not too late. As long as you're breathing, you can pick up the phone, call someone, reconnect, and be open with that. Let's talk about COVID-19. So this time that we're in right now, uh, this pandemic that has completely swept the world off of its feet, you have people who are social distancing and who are isolating in their homes. How does community play a part in our lives during this time that we're in now? I think now more than ever, we have to really be proactive. There's so much potential. There's so much opportunity when we think outside the box, get outside of our comfort zone and create this space where people can connect and be real, even if we're not all in the same place. Something that I've been doing is just reaching out to people, reaching out to friends, reaching out to colleagues, reaching out to people in Geneva, in the city, reaching out to people in other cities. Technology has made it so, so easy for us to reach out and send a message on WhatsApp or Facebook or even Instagram. There's so many ways that we can connect with each other. And I think it's so important that we take the time to do that now. You're not going anywhere anyway, so you might as well. (laughs) That's so true. I'm loving this technology, whether it's FaceTime, Marco Polo, WhatsApp, Zoom, (laughs) House Party. I think I'm on all of them right now. (laughs) And, you know, while some people might see this as restrictive, to your point, it's actually an opportunity, right? Our new normal is completely different to what it used to be. When we were in our busy lives, especially, it was so easy to lose track of time. And there's friends who you haven't spoken to, like three months has gone by and you're like, wow, I thought I spoke to this person yesterday, but three months has gone by. So it's been nice having this white space to actually just take the time to touch base. Something that I find this quarantine period to be working on on my heart as well is to really value my connections in life and my friendships in life. 
the expression is um, distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? So <laughs> whether it's that, you know, colleague that gets on your nerves or whether it's that family member you were happy to social distance from, <laughs> you're like, I don't need a rule to do that. Uh, <laughs> I do it anyway. But, you know, whatever the case might be, I think that many of us are going to come out of this quarantine with bigger hearts and just valuing the opportunity to connect with people more. So I'm really excited to see how the world is going to look like after the lockdowns are over. I have a hunch that it might be just a little bit better. Let's hope so. I think, you know, you talking about this also makes me realize that I am just so grateful for the people that I have in my life. You know, seeing all the death tolls and reading the news, it's just a reminder that, you know what? We have one life. Life is pretty short. So we really should take every opportunity that we have to connect with those around us in our lives. And I think that's one of the keys in finding joy, focusing on what we have now and choosing what we have now and choosing to connect with the people that we have in our lives. I totally agree with that. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, let's wrap up. Alan, I want to hear of any parting tips you have. And you've touched upon this already, but what would you tell someone who wants to find more joy in their communities? My advice is don't give up on community. Be proactive. And the secret to finding joy is wanting what you have. Focus on who's around you, on the people that are in your life right now. Count your blessings. If you do that, you'll be able to keep your joy. I think that's so good. Want what you have, right? Because oftentimes we're so focused on what we don't have. I was thinking about this question myself and something that I would add are these three points. One, be open with your community. There's humility and openness and just kind of opening up our perspectives, knowing that whether we're in COVID-19, whether you know we're an extrovert or an introvert, there's so much that we can learn from the people around us, the person that sits to our right and the person that sits to our left. Secondly, I would say is to engage, reach out, interact with the people around us. I was actually just thinking of um, a really excellent book that you recommended, Alan. It's called How People Grow, and it's by Dr. Townsend and Cloud. It's a phenomenal book. And a quote that I retain from that is, activity is bad when it takes a place of relationship rather than serving the purposes of relationship. Whatever it is that you do, don't get too caught up in the busyness of the everyday. Take a moment to just pause, look at the person in front of you, and interact with them. And it's, Alan, it's, it's kind of what you talked about earlier, like just asking somebody, how are you and how can I help you today? That's what I'm talking about, the engagement factor that is more important than ever. And then the third point I would also say is invest. Invest in your community. That means showing up. That means that you have the opportunity to also be the change that you want to see. You could be a change agent in your community. Is there anything else you would add? I've just been thinking about this a little bit more. We can watch YouTube videos, or we can go on Netflix, or we can read all these articles. I think it can give us a false sense that we're connecting in community, whereas we're not. One of the challenges of today is that we have this illusion of community in a sense. But let me tell you something, reading up all the facts about someone or watching all the movies, or watching all the shows, or listening to all their music, doesn't necessarily connect us with that person. Community is more about being real, being accountable, and almost being responsible for other people. 
there's a deeper level of engagement than just watching something. So that's just something to think about as well. I feel particularly convicted by what you just said. <laughs> I binge watched Love is Blind on Netflix uh, to anyone who watched that, Holla. Um, and I ended up following some of the people on the show on Instagram and um, seeing where they are now. And, you know, sometimes you feel like you know these people. You spend so many hours in front of a screen um, seeing how people are in these social contexts and you kind of place yourself in whatever you're watching. But you're right, it is kind of an illusion, isn't it? And it gives you a false sense of community. So those are hours of my life, Ellen, I can never take back, so thanks for that reminder. But it's time that I could have actually spent um, with people around me. That's something that we, we shouldn't forget either. Who are the people who are around you and how can you connect with them? Definitely something to, to keep in mind. Thanks again for sharing with us, Alan. Thanks, um, it's been such a pleasure to have you join today. Hopefully we can have you back again soon. All right, sure. All right, and to our listeners, if you like what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe to Choosing Joy. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to get in touch with me. I'd love to connect. See you.